Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books. It's the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown. Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me. It's another year in the books. Another year in the books. <laughs> it was a tough one out there, man. 2021, man, we made it. Time to get to work again. Absolutely. A whole, whole lot of year shit was dumped on us. How you feeling out there? How was your New Year's? New Year's was good, man. We ate at you. You picked the right, little little eating spot, man. I ain't gonna lie, that shit was delicious. Yeah, I don't want to give him extra any credit, but he put me on that spot. I ain't gonna lie. The he he is man. the ambassador of Atlanta. He knows where to eat at. If you don't know he nothing, is. if you don't know shit else, he you know where to eat at in Atlanta. I give him that. He gonna give you a good little lounge spot, real good <laughs> scarf wearing ass nigga. But. <laughs> We back, man, for 2021, man. We appreciate you guys, as always, joining us. Like we said, another one in the books. This week, man, we're going to discuss, well, this year to start it off, some of the most streamed artists of last year and what surprised us. We'll get into that first. Other things that are going to be here, Cardi. She says she doesn't let her daughter, Culture, listen to WAP. We'll get into that. CNN says that hip-hop may have swung the election blue. Uh, we'll dive into that. And as always, we'll get into our 2021 predictions. First, as I mentioned earlier, AB, we're going to go over some of the streaming numbers from last year, some of the quote-unquote new big dogs, I would say. And are you surprised at some of these numbers? Looking at the list that we share for production, you tell me what jumped off the page, Jim. Uh, this is the usual suspects at the top. Drake, 51 million streams. Nicki, big numbers. Post Malone is written right here, but he's not a hip-hop artist, so I'm going to skip skip right over him and Eminem those are usually when you're talking streaming those are the usual suspects I'm not surprised however the highest streaming Eminem song was from 2002 until I collapse that is nuts and I know them streaming and publishing checks wherever they're going to if they're going to M or Dre or Jimmy Iovine whoever's getting them checks is like bet they love checking the mail once every three months. I guarantee that. So that's crazy. But the usual suspects, uh, it makes sense. I like seeing Roddy at the top toward the list too, man. That was that was dope. He had a big year despite COVID hitting and, and him dropping his album late the year before. He still did big streaming numbers, deservedly so. Roddy did about 45 million on average a day. That's nuts. Wow. Uh, for the box. Uh, Eminem, to me, it don't, I don't think that that's a surprise because ain't nobody listening to new Eminem now. <laughs> uh, with the new deluxe he just put out that music to be murdered by, this is the first one that didn't reach like a certain place in the Billboard 200, so it broke his streak. And this ain't no knock to Eminem. It's like Snoop said, like, it's, I think people are over that that aren't Eminem fans. So I, w- I was actually surprised to see him that high up. Uh, Nikki, she was at 50 million without even really doing much this year. Or did she have a project this year? No, absolutely not. She had a baby this year. We count that. baby. She was popping. Nikki is pop culture. Uh, one of the biggest surprises to me, and I want your thoughts on this, on this list is also the YouTube streams, right? Okay. NBA Youngboy leads the list of most streamed YouTube artists is somewhere around 55 million, I think, on average per day. Do you think that's translating? Like, is he becoming a bigger star? Is he still niche? Like, I I don't see NBA Youngboy a lot of places. But he's yeah, listen, number one stream YouTube artist. Listen, he's not going to be a lot of places that our generation, our age bracket, our age group would frequent. 
He is, however, in all them high schoolers, AirPods <laughs> and Apple, uh, Apple iTunes accounts. He's popping with the youngsters, popping. And those are the ones who spend all day on YouTube any damn way. So I'm not surprised in the slightest that he's eating on YouTube. NBA Youngboy is extremely popular with the young kids. And he's not a bad artist, though. Like, I ain't even going to make it like he's some slaw. Like, I just can't, like, I don't get it. No, no I'm not going to do that. I just wonder, like, is he, like, a star, though? Or is he, like, a slept-on guy? Like, where would you place him based off these numbers? That's, that's he, the hasn't, he hasn't crossed over. So I can't give uh -huh. him star status. You, you don't get star status until you cross over into mainstream. And he... And he doesn't, he's not featured on a mainstream hit, not off the top of my head. And he doesn't have a mainstream hit of his own. And I mean mainstream like Billboard. I'm talking like that, where it's crossing the masses. So he's known in youth circles for sure. Yeah. But, but outside of that, 23 and up, oh, they ain't checking for him. So currently like the Migos and Lil Baby, those people are bigger stars with lesser numbers than him. Yeah, they got more hits. They, well, they have hits. NBA mainstream, Young Boy ain't got no bad and bougie. I, I can't. I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to put NBA Young Boy as underground though, because I remember when he came out and we were talking about Thirty Eight Baby. It seems like that was six years ago almost. I don't. He ain't in the same position, obviously, because he getting more streams. But it's like the he's not talked about either though. I don't he's, think he's internet on. He's whatever you call it, where you're popping on the internet, whatever that is. But you're not like a household, and he's popping on like gossip sites and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he makes headlines in, in that way. So yeah, he's a, he's internet, not neighborhood superstar, but internet neighborhood superstar shit. What a neighborhood superstar would be in our era makes sense. Oh, it's tough because it wasn't no internet like that when we was popping back. I mean, when we no, was, I'm saying that's what he would be like. He would oh, be yeah. someone like a Houston rapper. Got right, 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 for sure. Day. Like, like way before we heard of Mike Jones and the phone number, like Mike Jones was popping. The slim thug with Paul Wall, yeah, or or Chameleon there. Like those people hit the national stage for a couple of years after they had seen a lot of success. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same with like people. Honestly, let's keep Today, it real. People, people like Freddie Gibbs. Bro, he's like the young boy of our generation. Like, he's internet. My girl can't name a song of his, bro, if her life depended on it. it I don't know how many casual... Gibbs songs, though. You said what? It ain't a lot of people that can name Freddie Gibbs songs, though. First of all, we're not going to do my boy Gangsta Gibbs any kind of way. Shout out to that album of the damn year, Alfredo. Let's go. That's a nice sweatshirt. I like that. Album but... is good, too. <laughs> but I don't know about album of the year. <laughs> Top two. I mean... So is NBA young boy a bigger star than, than Freddie Gibbs? You have to Freddie check Gibbs IG. A, Freddie the, Gibbs would sell his left nut for those numbers that no NBA young boy puts up, wouldn't he? We don't know what that NBA young boy deal would like. We, huh? listen, we don't we don't know how much of the pie NBA young boy is getting. <laughs> well, I ain't even just talking about the money standpoint. I mean, I ain't we not even getting into his deal, but just the popularity and the overall like just presence as an artist. Like, there's more NBA young boy presence as an artist out there than it is Freddie Gibbs. Gibbs right. Grammy nominated. Now you got to put some respect on his name. That's true. That's fair. And real quick, speaking of underground, too, uh, we got to say rest in peace to MF Doom, oh, yes. underground artist. I personally never got into his music, but I know people that are into it, and everybody that listened to him held him in high regard. 
in terms of just skill and, and uh, the quality of music. So although it, it, it missed my radar, I understand the impact. And he allegedly passed away in October, and his wife just shared that news on Instagram. A lot of people thought that that just happened, but actually it was in October. So uh, condolences Damn. to friends and family of uh, MF Doom for sure. Wow, they kept it under wraps for a while. Were there any rumors that he had passed? Not that I, not that, not that came across my radar, but that's wild, man. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. That's nuts. Um, let's get to this second topic, man. You spoke on Cardi earlier. <laughs> I hope y'all saw that video, man. She did an impromptu WAP performance on her Instagram Live on New Year's Eve. Um, it was cut short. Do the baby culture running in the background. <laughs> Cardi sees it, turns around, panics, quickly presses stop on her phone to stop the uh, music from playing. My question is, uh, is that smart parenting or is she being hypocritical? That's smart parenting. If I'm Cardi B, I'm thankful for this time during the, uh, the pandemic that I've had to be with my child, teach them things. But the reality of the situation is I'm a recording artist who's going to be on the road 300 out of 365 days. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'm not there to implement my parenting style the way that I want. So there are rules that I would have to set if I were Cardi B that I that would make it easier for me those 65 days that I'm not traveling to raise my child correctly. Now, I agree with her not listening, well, excuse me, not letting culture listen to it because she can't be there hands-on day in and day out being a traditional mom. Nothing wrong with that. She's a, a female empowering herself, making a career. The backlash that she was getting about, oh, well, it's good for our kids, but your kids can't listen to it, I don't agree with because everybody's not Cardi B. And everybody doesn't have the same obligations while not taking away what typical mothers do, uh, not taking away from their career or what it takes to raise a child. I still think that the backlash is unwarranted because she's not, Cardi's not able to be there on a daily basis, implement what she needs to. So she has to set rules where she sees fit. I don't think the same rules would apply for other people's children when they were like, well, I'm not letting my kid listen to it either. When you can sit them, pull them to the side, take time out of your day and be like, hey, this is right, this is wrong. You should say this, you shouldn't say this. So you can teach your child more if you're not Cardi B, I would think. So you can let them listen to it, then you do your parenting based off their reaction, not try to prevent them from hearing it. Yeah, listen, culture is too. <laughs> That's two years that, old that, there's that also yeah, you're right so i don't want people to get too uptight like let's relax a little bit i will say though yeah good parenting for sure this is an adult song this song is made for adults period it's not made for a two-year-old five-year-old ten-year-old twelve-year-old and if you have a two five ten or twelve-year-old at your home they shouldn't be listening to this either and they damn sure shouldn't be listening to it off of your uh, radio because you turn it up, cranking it up while they in the car. Now, a lot of people will say they know their kids and they know they've had that talk and they know when they're ready to hear stuff like that. We laugh about this all the time. I ordered those 13 CDs from Columbia House when I was 13 years old. My mom intercepted that doggy style package and was like, no, sir, you're not ready for that. And I probably wouldn't. And so she gave it to me about two or three years later when my mind was a little bit more mature and could understand what's going on. 
So you you also know your own kid. I don't know anybody that's ready at two. If you are, you're a damn genius <laughs> to comprehend all that shit that's going on. But again, this is coming from somebody with no kids. That is I. So maybe it's a different story, but that's just what I've heard from parents in terms of how they treat, uh, you know, explicit content, whether it's movies, music, TV, you know, it's just, you know, when your kid ready and ain't nobody ready at two. <laughs> yeah, there ain't nobody ready at two. I, I agree with you there, but kids are really impressionable at that age. And you probably, yeah, I don't have kids either. Uh, so I am like, we preaching, we're not preaching to the choir here. We're just speaking unobjectively. For sure. It, it's like, it's hard to say what you would or, or, or don't do because you are in your everyday to day thing like you do being an adult. And sometimes you may forget, I assume that what, well, what it's staying like, it may be second nature for you, but you forget that you got a little one riding in the back. So I won't hold nobody for saying, or if they play it around their kids, like just second nature or whatnot, but you should be there to tell them, Hey, this is appropriate here. This is not appropriate here. This is like you said, a song. This isn't Baby Shark. You shouldn't go around singing this. Uh, <laughs> so if you're able to do that and apply your parenting to it, then I don't have a problem of kids of any age listening to it. As long, like I said, as you're able to apply parenting to it. But you got to understand a lot of that stuff is catchy. And so a lot of that stuff is Facts. recitable and they, they may not know what they're reciting when they say there's some holes in this house. You don't want them in kindergarten just randomly saying there's some holes in this house just because you tried to Damn. tell them this is what this means. And, no, it's catchy. And right. It's and but you also tell them this is what this means. And this is when it's appropriate. <laughs> like you don't, don't walk in first period or fucking when y'all reading the, the Star Spangled Banner talking about there's some hoes in this house. <laughs> you got to let your child know that if they're going to be listening to it in the back seat. Did you, did you see the video though? I didn't. I didn't see the video. Hey man, what, I, what that look Cardi got right there. Mm -hmm. she, gonna, she need to keep that. Hold on to that. She's smoking Shit. hot in that video. Nah, she, nah, she, she had the little, little Chung Lee uh, two uh, knots or whatever. I'm here for that. On point. I got to look yes. that up. Shit. Check Cardi out, man. Shout Moving right along. Yeah. Um, hold on. It wasn't that serious. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, man. And if you're following the election, you know there's one more stage to go, especially if you're in Atlanta. I know you've seen those commercials, man. Raphael Warnock, John Ossoff, Kelly Warfner, and Purdue are running for the Senate seats in Georgia. CNN put out a report. And they were talking about how hip hop, Killer Mike, T.I., Migos, uh, Jermaine Dupree, Big Boy, the list goes on and on, how they help switch the state blue. My question to you, you think that they're getting enough credit for this, not enough credit for this, or credit's right on par for what they've done? First of all, pretty good article. Shout Great out article. to um, Elliot uh, McLaughlin. They wolf tickets on that on their podcast though. That podcast don't exist that they mentioned in that article. Oh wow! At that pod called Quest or something like that. Yeah, man, I looked that up. I, it may wasn't on iTunes. So I say. Ah, uh, okay, okay. See, maybe it's um, super dope, super dope article. They had me on the opening line. The opening line says, "Welcome to Atlanta, where the players politic." I like that. That was slick. That is. Um, I think they gave them just enough credit. They did, Elliot didn't jump off a cliff and say that hip hop is responsible for putting Biden in the White House. No, it's not go super far. 
But what they said was Georgia has not been a blue state since 1992, and all hands were on deck, including hip-hop, and getting those votes to churn out because, traditionally speaking, people that look like hip-hop artists vote blue. And, and it, it worked. It was 5 million votes in the, in the state. It came down to 13,000 was the difference in the Biden. That, when you want to talk about every vote counting, like that's the slimmest of margins. Man. So that's when you are out doing those press runs where you're at, where you've got Killer Mike and John Ossoff in the barbershop or whatever it may be. That's the whole purpose of these press runs. That's the whole purpose of the uh, Joe Biden battle rap video. You're welcome. Thank you. I told you guys it was going to make pandering. a difference. Pandering. whole purpose of pandering. <laughs> <laughs> it made a difference and it did. But uh, no, I, it gave him enough credit. And it's good to see hip hop being involved. I, I, I just hope that the momentum keeps up for the local elections, which it has here locally. Uh, but we'll see what this looks like a year or two from now, man. And hopefully it's not... People just didn't do it because it was cool and they wanted to get Trump out and they were bored because they've been in the house all, all year. Hopefully the, the momentum keeps up and they educate themselves more and not just, you know, take a check to say, go vote for X, Y, Z. Facts. I love this article. I think that, that, that he did a great job in putting the spotlight on something that you said, this is a big deal. Like Georgia is a red state. People always think that, well, not always think, but you hear a lot of people think that Georgia is black people because of Atlanta. And it's right. not. Like we here, we know outside of Atlanta, you get to a, a different landscape. It gets tricky. Absolutely. And I, I'm on a national level. I don't think that these guys or the hip hop as a whole has gotten enough credit during the election, during the George Floyd situation. We seen Killer Mike. We seen T.I. standing next to Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta. And we've seen the different during the, the, the campaign, we seen that. Yep. I would like to see some post interview stuff from, like we said, we had Migos going feeding people at the polls. You had, uh, two chains, two chains teaching felons on their rights to vote yep. post or excuse me, after being a felon, I would love to see some follow up on a national scale, not just in this article. This article was great, but I would love to see this on CNN, giving them even more credit, letting people know or letting people outside of Atlanta know that this works. Like this should work in Houston. This should work in Oakland. This should work in Cali. This should work in LA. This should work in New York. Like people being as vocal, being feet on the ground, like Atlanta, quote unquote, Wakanda, as T.I. called it. Like the reason being is that people give a fuck. Like people gave T.I. flack for saying, don't come down here and do the killing when the King Von situation happened. And poor taste and time and poor taste and words that he used, but he had a point. Like people, everybody from Atlanta, just at the top of the show, we were talking about M-Extra, like they love this fucking city. Like people from Atlanta love this city more probably than a lot of other places in America. I think that they should be giving their flowers on a national scale for the work that they put in and done. Like I said, the article's great, but I love to see two chains on CNN more talking about the reaction and, and what he was able to do, even kill a Mike more, even T.I. more, not just during the campaign season, but how the feet or boots are still on the ground and what they're doing and the impact of it. But this is a great start. I love it. I agree. I agree. I just want the energy to be kept up 365, man. That's Facts. all. Just, just, Facts. 
people people educate yourself even during when it's not voting season. Just keep your ears to the ground. Hold hold people's feet to the fire. Whoever gets elected, by the time you guys hear this, we may know who won Georgia. I don't know. I'm just glad that my mail uh, can go back to normal because if I get one more voting uh, piece of information in the goddamn mail, I'm gonna scream. That they've been going. Ham. They came and knocked on my door on Sunday to remind us to vote. See what I'm saying? They knocked on my door Sunday morning. Like, what is this? You know, that was weird. <laughs> Wild. Boy, they got a red D. And another thing, the one observation before we get off of it, I think that the Republican Party noticed this. They noticed the trend in Georgia. And this is where you seen the contact going out to Lil Wayne the contact going out to little pump and yeah. people that they thought could sway the conversation the other way, but it doesn't work that way with hip hop. It's more genuine with this Atlanta stuff and the people that have been doing what they do and getting the word out there, which is why I think they deserve a lot more credit. It ain't nobody the red can reach out to hip hop wise in Atlanta. That's going to co-sign them. Mm. It ain't nobody, bro. They all alone. Mm. Meanwhile, you got Killer Mike, Ti, Two Chains, Big Boy, me. You got, you got all the hot. Not genuinely. It's some clown ass niggas that they could get to. Who we haven't? I haven't. I ain't seen gonna it. name them, but it's some niggas. Is like they, they, It's it's some people that I feel like that would do it because they want to look rich and I, I got money and I Trump. I fuck with Trump. Like it's niggas out there like it, and some of them unfortunately are here in Georgia too. I don't know how famous they are. <laughs> they might got a little buzz. They might got a little buzz, but I don't know. They ain't little baby, like you said, little amigos. But I feel like there's some niggas out there that flip for it. Fair enough, man. Before we get into this uh, 2021 preview, quickly want to touch on Charlemagne's comments about Drake. He was on his um, Brilliant Idiots podcast, and he mentioned that the Drake era is over. He's saying it is now little baby's error. He's saying the radio hasn't caught up to what the streets are on right now. Now, we're going to get into Drake's album that's going to come out in our 2021 preview in just a second. But what are your thoughts on Charlemagne's comments? Was he accurate or uh, was he hating? Charlemagne is good at this stirring up controversy when he know damn well he don't believe what he's saying. <laughs> Drake era's nowhere near over, my nigga. Like, nigga got an album. Did you see his hair, his new haircut? I didn't know if that was Photoshopped or not. I didn't know what real? it was. Anyway, like, that's how Drake make headlines. If your era is over, you don't make headlines with Photoshop haircuts. <laughs> or you don't name your album Certified Loverboy because you're too worried about hanging on. Drake got his nuts on the fucking table, dude. <laughs> And Charlemagne, not to realize that is is tone deaf. Like the streets do fuck with Lil Baby. That is a fact. 100%. People that listen to this podcast know I love Lil Baby. The first time I saw him on Breakfast Club, I said it. Star, promise you. Mm -hmm. that, that Drake shit something different. Like fam ain't even really went in and just did a rap CD yet. <laughs> like nigga can't tell me Drake era is over when he still ain't just got a, and this ain't a knock, but he hasn't even had to do it. Like he still ain't got like a 12, 13, just I'm barring a nigga up album. Right. Or he could do an R&B album. Like he could flat out just, I'm singing on this one. 
and it's going to make waves and people are going to talk about it for about a year. If it's really bad or it's really good or somewhere average in the middle, it's Drake. And he put a whole R and B album out. Like people are going to talk about it, especially because I know he's did it with the double CD and the, right. the ones off, but I'm talking about like a dolo, like I'm straight in my R and B bag or I'm straight in my rap bag. He got so many lanes that he could go down. He's so talented. Like I think Drake era is going to be over when he says it's over. Until he come out and be like, I'm through, my era's done. He ain't going to be one of those rappers that's hanging on and still trying to be famous, bro. Like, he got too much talent. Yeah, look, listen, when I first heard this, of course, you know, I'm not standing for no Drake slander. I don't care who it's coming from. That's first and foremost. But I understand why someone would think this. Because if you believe that rap trends move in decades, we're coming into a new decade. Drake came out in, well, he caught fire in 09, 2010. So we're now 10 years into that. If you believe that trends move in, a, in 10 year spans in hip hop, then I could see why someone would think now there's a new movement ushering in. People used to come out and sound like Drake four or five, six years ago. Now new niggas is coming out trying to sound like Lil Baby and them. So I, I understand why someone would say that. With all that being said, Charlamagne has a really weird relationship with Drake. Like, he's slick. Sometimes he's hating on him. Then he give him props. Then he hates on him again. Like, I don't know what's going on between them two. It's low-key weird. But Drake's era is not over. I think he's one of those transcending artists like how Jay was. Like, Jay's era was never really, quote-unquote, over. He was able to continue to do him during multiple trends. It was ringtone rap, shiny suit rap. DMX shirt off with the dog unleashed rap, like whatever rap there was, Jay was still the constant. He was still setting trends, doing him because he didn't chase waves. He, for the most part, created them. Drake, in my opinion, is in the same bag. He doesn't chase waves. He creates them and he keeps his ear to the street because he always taps in with the young crowd. You'll see Drake will do two or three songs this year with somebody you never heard of. Like it's just like that's how that's how he remains relevant with those quote unquote streets that Charlemagne is talking about. It's not just radio, so he's got that part wrong. He's like, oh, Drake is just all God's plan, and I, no, it, that, that's the big look. But he'll still tap in and give the assist with somebody on the on the up and coming tip and remain relevant like that. That's forty eight laws of power, man. We all know that. Mm. True. I I I I disagree with what you saying that. Even the even uh, uh, it coming too close to an end. Like I don't, I don't think that Drake is transcendent. I do agree with that part. Of right, right, right. Trying to say, but you, Just but like you see Jay-Z. how people are. People, you're not. Remember when Drake was like I say maybe 2015. It was yeah. if you're a new rapper, you better yeah, be able to rap sing. and sing. Like you have to do that now. You don't have to say that right now because you can come in with that triplet Migos little baby flow throw a little bit of auto tune on there with a trap beat and you don't have to sing no more you can actually eat off of that but that's why i say that you know what i'm saying like i i I get that part of it you don't have to come out and sound like drake right now anymore like he's already out of he's already out of touch but people feel like they can come in and mimic a little bit what little baby doing still catch catch see i feel like that, that that's too hard to do I think that people are just now realizing what Drake does, how fucking extraordinary that that shit is. Like not to be on his, not to be Drake dick riding anything here. People know how I feel about him. I think he's a great artist, but like 
I, because of what hip hop is and because of how styles change every couple of years, people did try to emulate Drake, like you said. Right. But now people understand that we can't do that. <laughs> and the closest that you're going to get is the melodic style of a little baby or the melodic style of a young thug. Like, that's much easier to do than what Drake does. And I think they're, they're, that's still direct lineage of what Drake does. It's just like niggas are finally starting to realize, like, I don't need to try to do no Marvin's room. Like, right, I just right, got to, right. I just need to do like a uh, redemption or some shit like that. I ain't really got to get the Marvin's room. I just need to harmonize. So, yeah. I could say they all his sons, like he does. <laughs> the whole rap game. But don't worry, January is here, people. That okay. certified lover boy on the way. Let's yeah. go. King Kendrick going to come through and crush the buildings, buddy. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's talk about who's going to come through and crush the buildings, man. 2021, we had big plans for 2020. I went back and listened to a little bit of our 2020 preview, mm-hmm. and we had all the A-listers on deck to drop. Little did we know. Uh, look, coronavirus is going to rear its ugly head and put a stop to 80% of the shit that we were looking forward to. Uh, we're back, 2021. Do you, in your opinion, we're going to get to a couple of things too, some of the A-listers, which crew we think will take over, XYZ, new artists that we're looking at, young up-and-comers. But first things first, I want to know this. Do you foresee a big year, a big rebound year post-corona in 2021 for hip-hop? Or do you think it'll be a slow, gradual return and then maybe 2022 is the big year? Big rebound year. People ain't mm. waiting. Artists ain't been getting no money. As soon as the gates are open, it's going to be like a fucking fire hydrant. Drinking out a fire hydrant is how it's going to be, nigga. Every people, concerts going to be left and right. You remember when we first moved to the A and we used to listen to the radio and we'd be like, God damn, somebody here, Rick Ross here and nigga, what's Macaulay here and 2 Chains over here and T.I. right here. Like, it's going to be like that everywhere. Big dog blockbuster concerts. Like, people going to try to make up for the time that they lost artists, especially one of the biggest industries that have been hit during Corona performing artists like well if you on stage and you need people out there in the crowd like it ain't too many please places you can go to get that money so i feel like as soon as there is enough of the um what is it called the vaccine as soon yeah. as there's enough of the vaccine out there man it's it's go time like people gonna make up for a lot of time and they out there they're gonna Whatever albums that they were sitting on, they're going to drop those and they're going to hit the streets, start touring, start doing the small clubs, big clubs, stadiums, whatever. What do you think? I thought that that for a second, too. I thought people who got their 2020s thrown off, and I'm talking about people who dropped, like, right before. You know what I'm saying? Roddy Rich dropped in December. Jack Boys dropped in December. Like, a couple of people dropped in January, February. Their years got obliterated. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you have people who were planning on dropping. Their years got thrown off. So the so the thing that you would think is that, okay, cool, those just got delayed until this year. And then all those people who had plans to drop in 2021 are still going to do it. I don't know if it's gonna happen like that. Like I think you'll get you'll get artists who were planning on doing major tours and stuff. You'll get them to maybe do that summertime. And, and on out throughout the year. But I think the people who were planning to drop in 2021, I think they're going to push theirs back because it's going to be too crowded. 
Like, we can't have another one of them years where we was down here and three artists was at three different locations every night in Atlanta, bro. You can't go to three. You can't clone yourself. You can be at one or the other. So you're going to lose out. That's why people move their release dates when somebody is big, dropping on a day. You don't want to get washed under the current. So you got to be a little bit more strategic. Some people took advantage of this and dropped last year when it was wide open. So shout out to the baby, Freddie Gibbs, Griselda kept moving like it was nothing. Shout out to them. They took advantage of the wide open lanes. Others waited. It's going to be dumb crowded. It's going to be harder for new artists to peek through if everybody drops at the same time, in my opinion. Not new artists. I, I would agree with you in that sense of new artists. Like nobody going to be peeking their head in this year, 2021. Yeah. Because all the big dogs are coming to play. Mm. I feel like uh, similar to 2020 when we thought we were going to get these guys. This year, if you've waited, and the release date is done and is open and the country back rolling, your thought process as an artist, if you're Meek Mill, if you're Kendrick Lamar, if you're J. Cole, like I'm a big dog. It's time to go out here and eat like I'm a shark. I can't worry about anybody else because it's only two or three niggas that's on the same level as me. So when I speak about the people that are going to be right back to normal, these are going to be big acts like a a Jay-Z album. I'm mm. talking about like a, a, a another little baby album or J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar or Drake, like you we got already know that it's coming. But everybody that's a name, I, I feel like that that is someone Cardi another album. Nikki probably come back out. You finally get a Meg album. I think the big dog, this is a real big dog year. If asterisk beside Corona passes. See, that's that and that's the thing. Who counsels like if I'm J. Cole, I don't feel like Drake counsels me out. Like, I don't feel like that these now. Like, I feel like that I'm going to come out and do my million regardless. Like, if that nigga streaming and I'm streaming the same day, like, I, I still ought to be able to get mine. Yeah, yeah. Now, they'll cancel each other out because they've got built-in fan bases that are checking for them regardless, no matter when they drop. Uh, you, you're saying the caveat, if Corona subsides and life comes back to normal sooner than later, that's why I find it interesting that Drake is dropping in January because we don't know. Like, we don't know what it's going to look like in three months. It may take all year for the vaccine to get out and people to feel comfortable taking it and people taking off the mask mandates and Ticketmaster getting back to business and filling up arenas. And stuff. It ain't no telling when that will happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very curious as to the decision to drop this Drake album in the first quarter when we have so much unknown, um, you know, time ahead of us for the years. So I, I think that's interesting. I think people, he's going to drop that. People going to wait and see. Like we well, saw. I am, if I'm one of those big companies, though, to, to what you said, who better to try my new technology with than Drake, though? I ain't, I'm not about to roll out a whole new way to let people in my arena and, and, and ways to take tickets behind Yo Gotti. And that ain't no knock to Yo Gotti or nothing like that. Like, we can figure your shit out, man. We know that it's rolling. But <laughs> if I'm Drake, I've been having conversations with Apple and Ticketmaster and trying to figure out, like, okay, let's say we can't go back outside. How can I have the virtual concerts? How can I let this limited amount of people in, ensure that they're safe and get big boy ticket prices for the, like a small, uh, small event. I I think that he's exploring all of those options because a big artist like him, like it ain't, you can't take another year off. 
like the dark lane demo tapes and all of that stuff was keeping them afloat. And I ain't saying from a financial standpoint, right? I'm just talking about from an impact standpoint, like two years solid in his prime like this. I feel like Drake was like, nah, like we gonna figure the shit out. And once he figures it out, everybody will fall in line from it, whether it be us being back outside or using the game plan that he took, having conversations with Apple and conversations with Spotify on how to get the music or the tour money without being on tour. And, and and before we move on to the next artist, Drake is probably one of the best at being relevant, but not oversaturating himself. Like he, he was relevant this year without even dropping a real project. Like the dark lane demo tapes was cool. Like that was like some, some B side throwaways, but they still sounded good. And he had the two joints on Khaled album and, or, you know, that didn't come out the two singles. And then he had the single with dirt, you know, to close out the year, like nice spaced out, not too much, not in your face, not I'm everywhere, not put me in every commercial and every ad when you click on YouTube, like, but just present though, but not in your face, but not forgotten about. He's kind of mastered that space right there. So I'm curious to see again, what type of impact the album is going to have. Um, this Cole, we Cole teased out his, his, his next couple of projects on Instagram, he had the fall off era. If y'all didn't see it, real J, real Cold World is his IG, of course. And he had the fall off era, and then he had features, Return of the Dreamers. I'm um, excuse me, Revenge of the Dreamers three, the off season, it's a boy, and the fall off. And he had the caption, "I still got some goals I got to check off before I scram." And he had features checked off and Revenge of the Dreamers 3 checked off. So the offseason is next, whatever that means. I have no idea what that is. People think these are projects. It's a boy could be a kid that he has on the way. I don't know. And then the fall off was the album that, you know, we knew was coming to begin with. What does Cole do with this year? You think these are all three J. Cole projects? I could see it. I could see him dropping three projects, especially, like I said, once – Somebody dips their toe in the water and figures out a, a a a way to get bread without touring if that needs to be the case. Um, I'm kind of over the cryptic, the cryptic roller. I don't think J. Cole needs to do this no more. Like, bro, like just drop drop that day like you did before or a week before. Like, I don't need to read your vision board, bro. I ain't, I ain't gonna, and I fuck with J. Cole. But I don't need to be trying to figure out. And it's been a very unique way that he's marketed his album since 2014, Forest Hills Drive. Yep. It's been similar to stuff like this. I did love, I love that. But we six years in past that now. And it's like, bro, like, I, I, I the, the, the cryptic stuff behind it, the teasing you with I'm going to retire, like, J. Cole is going to be rapping for another 20 years. I promise you that. <laughs> I promise you that. And I just think he better than, like, he, I, I just think that it's time for the marketing team to do something else. Because, I mean, it may excite people that are going to go to the Dollar and the Dream tour and those people that you already mentioned, those J. Cole fans, like, they love this. Like, yeah. people are going, like, the J. Cole fans that I know are going crazy. But And that's who it's for. That's who it's for. But isn't he a bigger artist now? Like, no, don't you got to capture what, more people than this shit? No, like, that's what I, makes Cole, that's what makes Cole dope because he is an A-lister, but he does things like an underground artist. He still does the Dollar in a Dream tour. Hey, Drake not doing no Dollar tour. 
You know what I'm saying? Like he still yeah. talks to his core fan base. That's what makes him different than, than a lot of other rappers. So I see him doing this and only speaking to them and only caring about what they think. You know what I'm saying? Like he still moves like a, like a, only he, like he I, I guess, in the circuit. I guess that's my problem with it though. Is that core J Cole fan. Do you lose like that core J Cole fan has grown up with him over the years. Like that person ain't got time to fucking put these clues and shit together at this point in their life. Now they just want good J Cole music, bro. Tell me when it's coming out. Tell me when I can get it and I'll get it. I don't want to fucking put together Morris Cole, dude. Like, <laughs> I feel like most of his fans at this stage in their life are like that now. Like he ain't got the college kids no more. Those niggas have grown up with him. They they respect still what he do, but they ain't trying to go through the motions no more with you, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. Um, couple of A-listers that are on deck to drop. Cardi B is supposed to come out with her Tiger Woods album. I don't That's know if she's gonna keep title. that that album title. Where that come from? I don't know. I, I don't think, that, I I no think that's hilarious. Yeah. Tiger Woods. Whatever reason it is. Uh, that's supposed to drop. You know what I'm saying? I, she, I feel like she has to drop before people forget that she raps. Um, she was going through that thing with her manager. That, that, yeah, that's been oh, handled man. now. They, they didn't want to. She didn't want to drop any music and then be responsible for paying for that music later or paying a manager back shit. So they wanted to get that figured out. But she should be good to go now. Yeah, Nikki's. I don't know if Nikki's retired or not. I don't know. Uh, who Nikki knows? Dropping this year. The baby gone. She ready. Mm. I, think, I think you get Nikki, Meg, Cardi, and City Girls. All this year. Meg just dropped last year though. That wasn't a real deal album. Yeah, it was. That, that was good news real, was an album. Good news was a that was, Yeah. She needs a redo. And and she had a hit. Well, you gotta call you gotta follow that up. Meg ain't taking a year off on thing, especially if shit opened back up. Like, do you want to talk about forget with everything that happened around her career this year? That's you true. want a year focusing on music. That's and true. I, yeah. So I, I feel like she 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 hitting it. She dropping. There are rumors that we're getting a posthumous Nipsey Hustle album. Mm. Are well, you hurt? Do you want to hear that? I do. Because oh. I feel like Nipsey still had a lot to say. Um, and being that when he was taken, when he was my most enjoyable part of, of an album from Nipsey would have been the promo of him doing mm-hmm. different podcasts. So that's where it's going to be rough. Him not having the voice to speak behind the album, but yeah. I would still like to hear what he had to say musically. I think that he has some. Well, I'm sure that there's some good stuff, and then I'm sure that they're going to put some sauce on it to make it sound great. But, yeah, man, I, I want some new nips, especially since we just got the one, like, the victory lap. I know it was Mailbox Money and Crenshaw and a, a lot of other stuff out there, but the victory lap was the, you know, that was it. I feel like you yeah. need to follow up to that. You can't just leave it at that, man. But, but it just, first of all, whenever whatever gets put out is going to be compared to that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And these posthumous albums – normally don't work because they're half done. They got to get features from people that you probably wouldn't have fucked with to begin with. Like it just, and it's stuff that he probably didn't want people to hear. They're just putting it out because they have it. And that's, bro, when they, when you put an album without the artist's vision, man, it, it normally, a lot of times it don't sound good, man. That bankroll fresh didn't sound good. In my opinion, a lot of Tupac stuff, bro, the Biggie shit was whack. Like it just, 
Did you like Biggie Duets? Absolutely not. But a lot of that stuff was old verses, though. I'm talking about the Born Again. Shit. When he had the, he, the third Biggie album, when he had like stupid. Cash Money and all them on mm-hmm. it, even though that Cash Money song was hard. That was mine. That was mine. That, that album was trash. Who would you trust to do this album? Like, who would you want to executive produce? And I don't think nobody can, bro. If, if Nipsey has, I don't believe that. If Nipsey has seventeen unfinished I got, songs, I have how an many obvious. Of those name. are good. They're what? How many of them are good? Like, I don't care who touches it. Like, if if because that's what well, happens. People, first off, people, you don't. First off, you don't. Be, no, I don't want seventeen. No, I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying you take the best of what's left. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to give me a good project? That, I don't care who's executive producing. You can't redo the bars. You can't like you. Can't, Bro, it's you can't like redo the bars, but you can make the music more impactful. Like you can add stuff to it. You can put the correct features on there. I feel like if you gave Puff some unreleased Nipsey shit and told him do his Puff thing to it, you get a seven, eight, nine song album, man, that, that Nipsey wouldn't be mad at. <laughs> I ain't giving it to just anybody. I would let Puff do his thing with it and I'll see where that goes. Yeah. As long as that nigga don't try to put like Total on there or some shit. <laughs> don't give me no shiny suit shit. But yeah, I don't know if I really could. I, I'm about 80% sure I could trust Puff with it. Yeah, more on Puff on my put on for this week, by the way. Don't let me mm. forget that. Um, All right, let's get to some of the crews, man. Crews had a big year last year and we had Griselda. They did their thing. Then we had MMG. They're, they're, they're on deck to have a big year. TDE was relatively quiet. They're on deck to have a big year. QC, obviously to go, you know, the usual suspects when they come to the clicks, who do you see having a big 2021 out of those or mm-hmm. anybody? TDE's going to have a big year. They only had one drop this year. I, I'm, I firmly believe if, there ever was going to be a year that you might get an album from everybody. They may be this year because <laughs> they had, all of them have had their chance and it's like their little two year cycle thing to take their time off and drop. Oh. So you can get it very much. So an Absol, Schoolboy, Kendrick Lamar and Jaywalk album this year. If I Ain't was no to, if I was CD, that's what I go for. Ain't no Fuck way. It. Let's flood the streets. Like it's it's a drought. It's a panoramic outside. <laughs> so so as soon as the panoramic is over, I think that if I'm top dog, if, if I'm punching, I, I would try something like it. I'd I'd pull a Kanye, spread it out maybe a, a couple weeks, one mm-hmm. year, two months, one year, two months, and I'm hitting y'all, I'm making y'all remember what TDE do. Uh with that being said, that's a pipe dream. I hope it happens. Clearly. Uh one of the more underdog clicks, surprising, and that that's not on this list. I'm gonna say, yo, got it, man. And his cocaine music group, Forty Two Doug, uh, Money Bag, yo. Mm. I just came across this new dude that he signed from Louisville, Kentucky. To sound like he's pretty strong, but I like. I, I think that he has a group of guys on the, the scene and it's another dude named young young Migo or some shit like that too mm-hmm. it, like yo got a reporter gave him five hundred thousand to sign he from uh oh, I can't wow even remember where he from yeah you look him up he shakes instagram i couldn't believe it. young Migo, five hundred thousand followers dude never heard of the kid but he's he's putting on 
I just think that Yo Gotti got a, he gonna have a strong campaign, especially if these guys, these guys make good music. Memphis as a scene has bubbled for a while. So I, I, I like where Yo Gotti is in his career to be able to be a, a playmaker. So I think that he gonna put the right plays together for somebody like a money bag yo this year. Black Youngster, I forgot to mention. I may not be a fan of his music, but he's very popular. Black Youngster, 42 Doug, money bag yo. I feel like he gonna have a strong year with that. And lastly, okay. not actually a click, but uh, uh, going back to a city. And I said this a little bit when we were doing the on deck quick takes early in the year before COVID took those down. Detroit, like. I was talking to Chris Platt. Most of my artists, like, well, excuse me, most of my albums from my top 10, they were from Detroit, my honorable mentions. Like, I, I know at least with Payroll, PZ, 42 Doug, uh, Royce, uh, Boldy James, just off the top of my head, T. Grizzly. Uh, T Grizzly. Like, I fucked with all of their albums this year. Yeah, all of them put out good music, and I just think that Detroit gonna continue to get stronger. You'll see a strong outing from that city as a whole. So I look forward to that. I can respect that. I can respect that. If I had to go camp, um, I think Griselda doesn't like that. I don't think they don't ease up. I think they're gonna keep going. Um, I think pedal to the metal for them. Also, I think QC has a bounce back year, and I'm not saying bounce back in terms of like they fell off because they still did their thing. Little baby still made waves, but he was the one that was holding the flag. Um, Migos took the year off. Uh, Yachty, I don't know what he got going on. Some of the new kids on the on the QC block, Duke Deuce, he fell back just slightly. I think they're prepping for a big year for him. City girls, they've even got the little R and B chick, the Layton Green chick, who is on uh, YFN Lucci new single that's banging. Like I, I think they have a nice, well-rounded roster. They need another. I'm not gonna say a face because I feel like they've got Migos and Lil Baby as the quote-unquote faces. Uh, with strong supporting cast, I just think they need another supporting cast member. Um, Rallo I, th- I, th- I think QC will be popping. Who? It's going to be Rallo Rodriguez. Remember I said it. Mm. You heard him? Uh, he got a song with Gotti, too, right now. Yeah. Rallo yeah. Rodriguez. I think it's going to be their they next, like, little baby. I don't know if he on guy. QC, though. I think he on Four Pockets. He might wear the same thing. Slick. As soon as he get big enough, I think he's going to go to QC. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I feel like that's the next person out of their camp in lane to get, it, get to it. I like yeah, I, I think they're going to do big things. I'm interested to see what the Migos do. I'm, I want to know if how they feel about their situation. You haven't really seen much from them. Uh, they were chilling. They, I, don't, I don't know where they've been at, uh, but I think they bounced back for sure. The and guy from Gotti forward. Click that I couldn't think of from Louisville, his name was E-S-T-G, G-E-E, E-S-T-G. The name of his project is I Still Don't Feel None, N-U-N. I Still Don't Feel None. Louisville, check him out. Who? Louisville Louis. trying to get on the map. Who else from Louisville? Oh, uh, Jack Harlow. Bryson Tiller, Jack Harlow. Oh, I ain't realized Bryson Tiller was from there. Okay. Yeah. This dude right here pretty solid, though. And he got, like, Yo Gotti on here, uh, YFN, Lucci, Moneybag, Yo. Jack Harlow's on this album, actually. Yeah, I, I can respect that. Check him out. Um. Also, any, any young up-and-coming artist you see making a breakthrough this year? 42 Doug. Man, you said that last Let's year. We know how. Let's go. And Come he on. did it. And he keep he's gonna keep coming. He's gonna be a star this year. And my girl Shay New too. 
Mm. She's gonna be she a star. She heard you. Cause you're gonna have I feel like that there's gonna be a bigger lane with Meg coming back, like I think, uh Cardi, uh Nikki. You're gonna need a different type of female rap. Mm. Like and she she fits that lane with the uh the other side, like Rhapsody and um what's the girl name from Chicago? No name. Her and you know those chicks. That wasn't who I was talking about, no. Oh, uh, okay. I don't uh, I can't remember what's no the chick the MX paid the time on here. No name. You know I'm talking about. Nah, there was another chick. Uh-uh. I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can respect that. Um, you know, looking at my who I think is gonna kind of take off this year. I like mulatto. Y'all know you speaking to the chick. I think she's she gonna do big over. things, dog. Like, and I I like her because she's a rapper's rapper, and I don't mean that in terms of subject matter. I mean that in terms of craft. Like, she's been rapping for a long time. She was on the TV show with Jermaine Dupri. She's, like, got the high school footage of her at the talent shows. And, like, she has been doing – she's not just a Mr. Potato Head (laughs) rapper where you just add this, add that, give her the notepad, and just have somebody that's cute recite it. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what she is. She really do this shit, and she really seems authentic. I watched her – she's got a show on Karen Civil. Like network, you know, with Karen Silver go to like people neighborhoods and stuff. I think she called it like, like neighborhood watch or some shit. I, I can't remember the name of it, but she go to different people neighborhoods and kind of just peep how they came up or whatever. And I and I liked her her backstory. It was dope, and I respected it. And she been she's been rapping nice for a minute. They showed the old clips of her on the show with Jermaine Dupri. She was spitting in. Her voice hadn't matured all the way. She was like sixteen and shit, but. She she was spitting in. You could tell she had it in her. And so I, I think she's going to do big things, man. I, I think as long as she got the right team around her, she's she going to be popping. She's going to be able to separate herself from, from everybody else. Um, and I, I also like Dope. I also who? like who? Who you say? I, I say, yeah, I fuck with Big Lotto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got to change the name. Um, I like uh, Doughboy, too. And I Free Bands. He's actually, bro, do you know he's been rapping with Future since 2012, bro? Yeah, he used to talk about him. That's crazy. The nigga's only 26 years old, though. So, like, I think, and he had a tape. He had two tapes last year. He had one with Southside, which was banging, and then he had one with DJ Esco, which was banging. I think that, and he's on Epic or whatever, signed through free bands. I think he has a a, a nice come up this year. Uh, he's long overdue. Um, and plus, his birthday is the day before mine. It's on my mama's birthday. So, Aries gang, we in this motherfucker. So he's a weirdo like you then. So <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I like him. I like Doughboy Cash Out, man. I, I I would look forward to uh seeing what he does as far as his sound too. I, I definitely fuck with him. Definitely looking into that. Um uh, any early MVPs? Way too early MVP prediction. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar. No. Kendrick Lamar. Do it gonna re- he gonna recertify himself as the best rapper in the game. He gonna You're take gonna that certified lover boy and piss on it. He gonna make himself known out here. He gonna use that certified lover boy as a pissing, as a toilet, as a commode. <laughs> is what is gonna be to Kendrick when he drops this year. That he's gonna lead the TDE charge. He's gonna be the first one out the gate and probably the best album out the clip. Everybody's gonna drop. That's my MVP for this year, Kendrick Lamar. Who you are got? we? Are we sure Kendrick knows how to rap still? Cause if you ain't sure, you are gonna find out. You are gonna find out this year, buddy. All of those sneak disses that you've had, he probably been listening to you. 
Just like he probably been listening to you. He's going to have an animal brown this in there. You're going to get famous and we're going to go from there. But he definitely going to flame you up. You're going to realize how good he can rap when they drop. Shout out, Kendrick. I'm staying out of your way, King Kenny. I'm going to go um, if, way too early MVP prediction. I'm going to go Travis Scott. I think he bounces back musically this year. Oh, man. You're going out on a limb. He didn't have – he won MVP. He didn't put nothing out last year. That's what I'm saying. I'm, you took somebody that took a year off. That's an A-lister. I'm taking an A-lister that took a did, year off. Was endorsed by the biggest companies in America last year. Of course he's going to have a great fucking year, dude. That's not if true. McDonald's, Michael Jordan, Nintendo, Listen. PlayStation, if those people have anything to say about it, Travis Scott is going to have a huge fucking year next year. I it doesn't – listen. It doesn't matter if the music doesn't match up. And a lot of people are anxious to see how he follows up Astral World. Because you still got to follow up with the music, bro. People are on pins and needles waiting on it. They're also waiting on you to fail and flop. So just as quickly as they'll be hype and gas to call it a classic, whatever it is, they'll also be quick to say, man, this shit is trash and had a Jordan meme dunking it in the trash can. So I'm curious to see what type, because it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of eyes on Travis Scott, probably the most that he's ever had. What is he going to do musically? He dropped a single last year with Young Thug that was just okay. It didn't make a lot of noise. That's why I'm curious to see how he moves forward. And I, what, do, be, what is the standard? What is the standard that people hold a non-traditional rapper to, though? Like, the bars ain't going to have to be, like... No. It's got to be good music. You gotta like, be what, are, what are people going to worry? Like, the hooks? Like, I don't get it. You, like, all he going to have to do... I guess what I'm saying is all he going to have to do is drop. It'll go oh, over our true. heads if we're old and it ain't as universal as Astro World. But I feel like, just like you said with J. Cole, the people that fuck with him, that nigga could do anything short of the pootie tang on a track. And and it's gonna go. I I just that just yeah he has listen it's mm. lit yeah that shit right there he can do that fifty times on a track and people gonna be like shaking their little dreads to it and shit and you're gonna have a hit we're gonna be like what is that that's not McDonald's, true and McDonald's gonna write him another check uh, he, he knows how to make good music the question he, is can he, he does. make can he control culture with it though? He controlled culture with Astro World, with the rollout, with the tour, with the big records on there to go with the rollout. So he had a full month of shoes. Like he had a full blown concept that lasted him the whole year off one album. That's how you make a stretch. Can he do that again and not just have Coca-Cola? give him a check to be in a commercial. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool that anybody can do that. But can you have an album that lasts the test of time? And by time, I mean the year. Yes. Can he do that, though? That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Everybody doesn't have that capability. Because you're going to take those Coca-Cola checks and those McDonald's checks and those Air Jordan checks, and you're going to pay that team of writers <laughs> to help you with Astro World, all those 40 or 50 people in the room. Uh -huh. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to just spread the love. Like, hope them niggas ain't lost it. I just feel like it's almost impossible for Travis Scott to fail at this point. Like, impossible. Like, there, there hasn't been this big of a shoot, sure thing since what? Jay Electronic? Stop. <laughs> but but yeah, I just feel like it's impossible for him to fail at this point, man. Like, even, even if he fumbles with a couple of songs, like you said, he put the single out last year, like, he gonna go regardless. This is too, it's inevitable. We'll see, man. Y'all do us a favor. Go to Facebook, search the rap chat in your groups. 
Let us know who is your way too early MVP prediction for 2021. Who's an up-and-comer that you're going to be checking out? Let us know, because I want to know some new people on deck. And um, let us know which album that you're looking forward to mostly, um, which A-lister that you're looking forward to, besides that Certified Lover Boy, because everybody's looking forward to that. Before, fuck off. <laughs> Before we move on from this, what do you think? We, we never really discussed this guy. What do you think for Meek this year? Like, he's an A-lister, right? Like, what are your expectations? What would you, like, what would you do with this career if you were associated with him? Like, tell me, give me some Meek Mill stuff. Well, Meek Mill took a year off so he could do the movie, The Charm City Kings, which I heard he was halfway decent in. He didn't jackball it. I, didn't, I still didn't watch off. it. He didn't take no year off to do that. He couldn't have. It was good. It was all right. It wasn't that good, though. I'm just it saying. wouldn't take a year off from your career good. Well, fair enough. But <laughs> musically, he, he fell back to be a, a, a social justice advocate and an actor. Now go. he'll be back along with the MMG crew because Ross is coming back again, richer than I've ever been. And then, you know, Meek Mill will be back with what? Dream Chasers 20 Whoa. or whatever number we're on. First of all, stop it. There's no such thing as the MMG crew anymore. Like, that's a wrap. Like, there's Shit. Meek Mill, there's Wale, and there's Rick Ross. Ain't no more MMG, bro. Like, you forget that. I ain't like Meek Meek not coming to no studio sessions with them niggas no more. It's quarantine, Neither is man. Wale. Like, Wale not doing that. Wale not pulling up with Ross and Meek. You're like, I ain't even sending y'all niggas no verse. <laughs> no, I like I can peep how Wale swag is right now. He ain't fucking with them niggas at all. Not even just on no beef shit, but just like from a creator standpoint. Like that's fair. Them niggas will do good to get two Wale features. Damn. New well, MG. In that case, Meek will drop. He dropped a little four-piece, the little EP. That that one, that one, nothing on the mic. Trash can that, recycle bin that shit. He need to drop some real shit. Because I like Meek. He make good music. So I'm looking forward to what he do, too. Mm. That four-piece one, nothing, though. That four-piece one, nothing. I'm, I'm still on the fence about Meek being an A-lister. I feel like that he needs to solidify himself this year. I mean, not, I don't give a fuck. I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck what I think. Uh, but just from a, a musical standpoint, I just feel like that he kind of been mailing it in. Like that four pack was just, I'm gonna throw this out here because I'm Meek Mill. Like, yeah, that I like some of the stuff that Meek Mill does too, especially when getting like that 1942 flows back. Like when he do that, uh, oodles and noodles, baby, shit like that. I love it. Um, doing more of that, I'm not sure if he's there where in his career now where you want to do that, want to put out hits, but. I just I, I I need a big year from Meek Mill to solidify where he is or what he's regarded in the game. Keep keep your ears peeled to Clubhouse. You'll hear what he got going on. I ain't never been in I gotta get to stay out of the Meek Mill rooms. He be snapping. I frequent the 21 Savage rooms a lot, but not the Meek Mills. What's the uh we got some wins and some losses? We do, man. We got wins and losses. The first win that we have, a big W goes out to Casanova. Casanova had a homeboy who's very concerned about his well-being to him getting out of jail. So much so that he put up a $2 million bail mm. to try to get his homeboy out of jail. You rocking with that? Absolutely, man. Listen, real people do real things. I think it was slick like 2.5. Like, it was yeah. crazy number. He's clearly got friends in high places, so salute to that's Casanova's friend. That's real shit. I fuck with that. Another W goes out. We got the yearly wrap-ups. We didn't really get to go into those, but uh, I didn't even listen to skills yet. I forgot that that one came out to just now. 
Uh, but I did listen to Uncle Murders. Uncle Murder gave us a great 13 minutes of entertainment. The beats were fire. That's a W, but the L came at the end when he announced that this is his last year doing the wrap-up. Yeah, and the or this was probably his best wrap-up, and I thought last year was his best one because he was ripping there too, and the beat was fire. He's got a nice lane with the soul, with the um, throwback soul samples that he does on these wrap-ups, and the you know, respectively being disrespective, disrespectful to people. That's fire. He's he's got a nice lane. I think he said he was gonna quit. Like he said that before though. So I, uh, what else do we know Uncle Murder for, for bro? He's got to keep doing this. And, and the skills I watched. Skills did a video. He I give him props because he tried to switch it up. It's on IG. He so he did a video to his showing all the stuff that happened in the year. But it's some slaw like the beat trash. Wow, man, what kind of beat y'all? He's some boom bap beat shit. Yeah, it's some no some bullshit. Bad oh, beats, nigga. Man. It's garbage. That's why I ain't heard it. So it ain't, is it on DSPs? I, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I I, I watched half of the Damn. video. I didn't even finish it, bro. I watched Who's half it of it on IG. Who's advising this nigga on his career? Oh, let's put the wrap up on Instagram this year. Like, bro, Slaw. drop the fucking song. Slaw, Damn, man. Let's let that down. I don't even, who follows skills on Instagram, dude? No one. That's Fuck who. People supposed to see that shit. A W also goes out to Sway Lee, man. Sway Lee and Mike Will made it mm. out of a car man, out of a car crash. Damn, I fucked that up. Boom <laughs> tried. Uh yeah, they pretty awful wreck happened for them over the weekend, man. So we're glad that they're okay. Yo, that whip looked crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what. Thank man, boy. Eesh. Car wrecks are yeah, car. Listen, car wrecks are scary, dude, especially high-speed joints where it looked like they was – because the, the whole front end was done, so. Yeah, like, it could be shit. over for you in a Reynolds wrap, dude. So, shout-out to them. They they walked away with – I was going to say without a scratch, but they was definitely scratched up. But – That shit was awful. They walked away. That's all that really matters. So, triple salute to them. Yeah, man. Shout-out to uh, them. We've got uh, On Decker of the Week. Okay. This one comes from in iTunes. This is a review, and this is a very long review, but I'm going to read it all because I respect that people took the time to give us five stars and this, and these words, so we got to put some respect on them. This is from Gangster Rap Addict. Shout out to you. Pure Dope, No Cut was the title. He says, I'm a huge fan of this podcast. I've been listening for a while and look forward to every episode every week. I love the fact that the hosts can express themselves and agree to disagree respectfully when they don't see eye to eye on subjects. You can tell that they're really close to one another from the stories and memories that they share when discussing certain topics. They've taken me down memory lane multiple times, despite that I may be much younger than them. I feel like I grew up during the same area era as them, despite that they may have some years on me. I remember the majority of the events, events that they reminisce about. They need to put some respect on doctor's advocate though. It deserves more credit than it gets. And it's ranked way too low on your discography on the game episode. I come back to it more than the documentary. And it's actually my number one album in games catalog. He had to throw that in there. You guys will hate me because if you hung out with me, you would hear this album more than you would like. Keep up the good work and I will keep supporting. Triple salute to Gangsta Rap Addict, man. We appreciate Absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. We appreciate those kind words. Kind of trailed off with the game shit, but I won't hold you to that. Yeah, Doctor's Advocate is just some look cool. Just yeah, some look cool. Like, cool. Is, he got at least three albums better than that. <laughs> like, what's that with that Ali Boombaye owner? 
Jet album, shit, Jesus piece, frying it. That born to rap, moon, better than rap. Yeah, that like, come on, man. Yeah, but we appreciate you listening. Don't end the kind words. Don't keep rocking with us. We continue to provide dope shit for you, brother. Absolutely, man. Um, you got something to put me on? Absolutely. So you mentioned the Chatty House earlier. This week, I'm starting a book club on there, man. So this first one is going to be Wednesday at 8. And okay. we are deciding which book we're going to read. And the options are, it's going to be a different, non-traditional book club. So it's the BMF book. Okay. And we talked about the Rick Ross book. Uh, it's on Audible. And there's one last one called Crack Era about this guy though, selling drugs in New York in the 80s, in the early 80s, late 70s. So we're going to decide which of those three books that we're going to review. And then we're going to set the clubhouse and get to it every other week and just do a book club about dope hood stories, I'll say. They ain't necessarily always going to be of this vein as far as selling drugs and shit, but it's going to be nice hood shit. <laughs> so y'all tune in on the Chatty House. I got everything set up. You can um, figure out where to do it on my Twitter and how to clink on it. If you got your Chat House Clubhouse link, come join me uh, Wednesday at 8. There it is, book club. I read two of those three, so I, I thought you were going to name three that I ain't read. I read two of those. I'm hyped. What you do, the BMF and which one? In Ross. I read that Ross oh, book. Go. Not Rick Ross. I'm talking about the real Rick Ross. Oh, shit. Yeah, not the rapper. Not William Roberts. I'm talking about Freeway Freeway Ricky Ricky. Ross. Yeah, Freeway Ricky Ross. Oh, yeah. I'm one for three then. You would like that one. It's a way. Because it's, especially since you've seen Snowfall. Yeah. Like, if you, you, you seen Snowfall, you listen to this book and it's on Audible, it's a real easy listen. And the dude reading it, it's funny listening to him say nigga and shit. It's fucking hilarious that's funny. uh but you could tell the parallels of the snowfall story and it, it's it's very interesting listening to you like ah oh. so you would like that i may check that out man my put on is a book as well and i referenced puff earlier i am reading and this is super random you remember the bad boy artist mark curry yes he devil. put out a book a couple of years ago called dancing with the devil mm-hmm. i'm reading that now i'm about halfway through I will let y'all know if there's anything worth mentioning. <laughs> I thought there was some wild shit in there. I haven't gotten to the wild shit. I've I've gotten to the yeah, I've, I've gotten to the you know he he was breaking off Biggie you know crumbs and he was taking all their public and how he breaks down his deals. He takes everybody's publishing. He takes everybody's everything and leaves them with much of nothing. And you know I, I, all of that and the shine. Into, I just passed the shine incident. Um, so uh, apparently Shine was a really good kid and, and, and Puff just kind of gangstered his image up we knew to, that. to be more like big. Yeah. We, yeah I was we, like, oh, okay. That's remember interesting. Remember we were talking about his dad and shit. Exactly. Yeah. They were estranged too. His dad and, and Shine were estranged. He was, with, he, he was living with his mom here in the States and him and his dad didn't, weren't even fucking with each other. So it's kind of interesting to see that come full circle because of course we not, he got elected to, uh, um, you know, a uh, seat there in, in Belize, Belize yeah. with his pops. So, right. anyway, I'll let you guys know if anything bananas is on there. But it, it, it's so far, it's it's pretty much stuff that we already knew. Absolutely. Well, I definitely look forward to hearing about that. We would do that one next in the book club. 
Absolutely, man. Guys, patreon.com slash realville. I hope you guys enjoyed the Friday after next. We've got a movie every month on Patreon that we are recapping. We've got album reviews coming up. We've got sports shit for your full sport press fans out there. And we've got fashion talk for fresher than your average, man. Patreon.com slash realville. Support the real if you can. Link is in the description. Just click the link, man. Sign up and we appreciate it. Anything before we get out? Not at all, man. Happy New Year to everybody, man. I hope, wish everybody much success this year, man, and, and hope you get to where you're trying to go. Hey, did you know the club was 10000 for a section New Year's Eve night here in Atlanta? What club? Calm down. <laughs> like Sweet Lounge, stuff when, like that. We were leaving, um, when we were leaving Ate Sushi, fam, it was like a whole goddamn... I stayed downtown because I didn't want to drive back out to the crib, man. It was uh, at least four clubs that, like, the line was down the block. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, nigga, not only are you going to a club during COVID, but you waiting in line? Nigga, get the fuck out of here. I'm not waiting in no hour line to get in a fucking death box. Y'all fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> It can't be that fun to club now, man. Maybe I just we just sound old, maybe or I just sound old, but there's no way I'm doing that, bro. I'm good. I'm good on the ten thousand dollar section. I'm good on going to the club for free. I'm good on standing in line. I'm good on all of that. I'm gonna go eat and I'm gonna go home, watch the ball drop, and go to sleep. Exactly. Pop my apple cider and I'm done. <laughs> Dude, sparkling apple cider, we gone. On that note, man, hey, Again, appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Cheers.